I was noticing all this hate on China. Where did, was it coming from? I couldn't understand. Why did everybody all of a sudden decide something was wrong with China? And I noticed that it was the same story across every platform, exactly the same story. I was like, oh, this sounds like what happened before the war in Iraq. It's just propaganda. And it's being fed to every newspaper to create hate and fear and distrust. And and obviously, it's yes, here we are. We're getting ready to go to war on China. The U.S. was driving a war on China. The first casualties had already happened, and they were Asian Americans. Wars cost the United States a lot. In the last 20 years, it's cost U.S. taxpayers $21 trillion. And we needed that $21 trillion to take care of the needs of the people in the U.S. If your value is in weapons instead of peace and cooperation, that's going to infect the very fabric of your country. Even though the U.S. government and the military-industrial complex continuously fueling the China threat, there are American people who are fighting against this fear-mongering. On February the 28th, the U.S. House Select Committee on the Strategic Competition between the United States and the Chinese Communist Party held a hearing titled, Chinese Communist Party's Threat to America. During the hearing, a woman stood up, holding a sign says, China is not our enemy. And perhaps most important, the, company, the committee can help determine the combinations of policies and legislation necessary to counter CCP aggression and rebuild America's and the free world's competitive advantages. Joe McMaster, why don't you pause for a second? You'll be given okay. additional time and we'll take care of this. She disrupted the hearing with her clear message. American people need cooperation, not competition with China. After she was dragged out of the hearing, a DC resident goes by Hector M also disrupted the hearing and shouted, calling the committee out. This committee, as I was saying, can help this the United States. Your sign your sign is upside down. Both of them were arrested. We're being arrested right now in speech. We demand committees on peace and justice, not for warmongering. If we cared about human rights, we wouldn't have one Guantanamo Bay still in existence. The woman who disrupted that hearing is Cold Pink organizer Olivia Denucci. That was her second time disrupting such an event. On February the 16th, she disrupted an event organized by the Heritage Foundation featuring Senator Josh Hawley. And what do our leadership... We have the largest military in the world. We spend over $1 trillion every year. And the state, your state of Missouri, is over half the people are in poverty. China is not our enemy. The climate crisis is. We need to be serious about the climate crisis. During 
that event, Senator Hawley was making his case why the U.S. need to stop funding a proxy war in Ukraine so they could start a full-on war with China. So Denucci stood up, disrupted that event, and shouted, China is not our enemy. Climate crisis is. To understand why these brave women are doing this, today I'm very honored that I invited one of the co-founders of Code Pink and the creator of China is not our enemy campaign, Jody Evans. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So Jody, let me ask you the first question. Why you gals want to start this campaign and sending a message that China is not your enemy? Olivia has done a very brave thing. And as an anti-war organization that is now uh, 20 years old, it was um, uh, maybe three years ago, I was noticing all this hate on China. Where did, was it coming from? I couldn't understand. Why did everybody all of a sudden decide something was wrong with China? And I noticed that it was the same story across every platform, exactly the same story. I was like, oh, this sounds like what happened before the war in Iraq. It's just propaganda, and it's being fed to every newspaper to create hate and fear and distrust. And and obviously it's, yes, here we are, we're getting ready to go to war on China because why would all these lies and hate be being spread? Because they're spread on purpose um, to drive people away from a country to make them hate it and therefore then to be used as um, tools to drive to war. And so we created China is not our enemy um, to confront what was happening. And over the last three years, we've been doing webinars and education about, you know, what is China really? Because Americans are pretty naive about what China is really and have very backward ideas about China and kind of they're very a little xenophobic uh, about the Chinese and the hate being driven is not helping. You know, one of the first things that became obvious was if the U.S. was driving a war on China, the first casualties had already happened, and they were Asian Americans. And so, you know, the second sign that was held at this hearing this, yesterday said, stop Asian hate. And we were able to push back and actually quiet a lot of the hate that was happening because it was became Asians that were saying, you're driving hate, and we are on the front lines of that battle. And then you're watching um, professors be attacked, uh, TikTok attacked in universities. Um, it's it's getting very silly. And, of course, the most ridiculous thing was the spy balloon. And um, so it's it's very sad and, and almost tragic to watch the extent to which they're going to build this case of hate and fear towards China. And uh, so our only chance as peace activists, because the media won't talk about what we do, they refuse to talk about peace, is to disrupt where that's happening. And so Olivia um, disrupted the hearing. And, you know, it's a always a very hard thing to do because you're risking arrest and you're, you are also risking all the attacks that come from disrupting a hearing. 
And she was super nervous, but um, felt really good in the end about what she did. She was, like you said, calling, we need hearings that are hearings about how do we get to peace and how do we cooperate, not hearings about more war. Because wars cost the United States a lot. In the last 20 years, it's cost U.S. taxpayers $21 trillion. And we needed that $21 trillion to take care of the needs of the people in the U.S. And most major cities, we see unhoused people on the streets. We've got um, young people burdened with college debt, uh, the, the needs of the people for better education, health care, housing, all those needs are present. And instead, $21 trillion was spent on weapons and destruction of the earth. And one of our other messages is the war is not green. So here you have a lot of people talking about climate change and how serious it is. But if you're investing in war, you're investing in more destruction of the planet and, and greater effects on climate change. I noticed there there's a bombardment of reports of coverage uh, describing how dangerous China is, how dangerous the China threat is to American people. They called it an existential threat. I wanted to have them pull a dictionary out and do they understand what that means, existential threat? It means an immediate threat to your life. That's the same kind of lie they used with Iraq. You know, weapons of mass destruction. It was going to be, it was going to be a mushroom cloud. I mean, the, the fear mongering that is really like what our name was created from. Bush was frightening the American people with these color coded alerts, orange, red, and yellow. He was frightening them to war. And so we called code pink for peace. This is the same ridiculous story, existential threat. China has no uh, foreign bases surrounding the United States, but the United States has 250 bases surrounding China. And not only that, but they're violating the human rights of the people who live in the islands around China, where they're building more bases and more missile launching pads. And they're not only violating the human rights of the people and the the sacred rights of where their families have been buried over generations, but they're destroying pristine ecosystems with with these weapon systems. So uh, existential threat, I think it's kind of, um, we, we have a saying in the United States, the pot calling the kettle black. Um, you know, it's, it's, or, you know, you're pointing one finger and four fingers pointing back at you. It's, it's, there's nothing like an existential threat. And this is like the day after China offers a peace plan, a very serious, thoughtful and appreciated peace plan by people around the world. And um, unfortunately, not, not by Biden, who also had something very derogatory to say that didn't make any sense. He said it was irrational when it was probably the most rational thing we've seen around the uh, Ukraine war. So, um, yeah, no, it, it's it's ridiculous to be calling uh, China an existential threat. And part mm -hmm. of, you know, what when it's very clear that it's manipulation and warmongering. First, I don't know whether you saw it, the reports on CNN and the, the how the reporter was on a U.S. spy plane. The U.S. spy plane was flying over South China Sea and they're saying, look, the China's uh, pilots are flying their jet, jet, jet plane so close to us. 
So, they, but even in their reports, I mean, their U.S. planes are 8,300 miles away from their own borders, flying over South China Sea, and they're saying, "Look, the Chinese planes are so aggressive." <laughs> and second, and I just posted on my Twitter as well. It's the recent comment on a webinar. Uh, the comment is coming from the U.S. ambassador to China, Nicholas Burns. So during the webinar, he said China needs to realize that the United States gonna stay in this region. He means Asia. United States gonna stay in this region, and we are the leader in this region. <laughs> I mean, was this is Asia? Why you want China to realize that U.S. is the leader and gonna stay in Asia? So I mean, they don't even realize what they're what they're comments what their comments sounds like to people in China or in the whole global south who have been the colonies for 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 hundreds of years and you're talking like a western hegemon you don't even realize what's wrong with your thinking with your mindset and that's dangerous well that's us hubris i mean that's how dumb they are inside the beltway they do they believe that and you know actually they're if you look at what they're doing, they're doing it because they believe they're the lords of the earth, you know, that, and uh, I, I, I was saying, trying to describe that to a taxi driver when I said, you know, this isn't, this isn't good. We don't, we don't want a unipolar world. That is not democracy. That is not good for the planet. That's not good for the people. We don't want that. He said, yeah, you know, don't people, watch Star Wars, don't they know that empires are stupid? And I was like, yeah, this one's really <laughs> stupid. <laughs> you know, the recently I think we see this escalation of tensions, the deteriorating relations between China and the United States. And, um, and of course, and at the same time, the average Americans are suffering from lack of resources, lack of medical cares. Uh, for example, the recent Ohio train derailment, if the government could use the money to build their infrastructure like like China did, or like many uh, developing nations who joined the Belt and Road did, that would benefit the American people. And so they but they are just sending those monies to wars so now investing that money in some meaningful things i'm wondering as as a peace activist as your organization what kind of message you want to say to the warmongers you sound like me actually that's what we do all day is that you know cut the pentagon it's uh 65% of people's tax dollars are spent to destroy the planet and, and create really the, the shredding of the fabric of society. And most of that shredding is happening in the United States because that money is going out of the country and it's not being invested in the people. So yes, we have a whole campaign to cut the Pentagon and a whole campaign to talk about the costs of war. Our media is not allowed to talk about the costs of war. It's not allowed to expose the costs of war. It's not, a, it doesn't listen to women from war zones and tell their stories about the devastation of what the United States has done to their countries. I mean, we don't hear, you know, what we've done to Afghanistan or Iraq. Oh, or how about the fact that we have sanctions on Syria that just had a tragic earthquake and people can't get aid? 
or that we've totally decimated the entire middle class of Iran with sanctions or, you know, starving people in Cuba to death. You know, it's, it's none of that gets told. The, the people in America don't hear that in the media and they don't know what's happening in their name and with their money, but it's the destruction that's happening outside of the country is also happening inside the country. Not only that, but, uh, the, um, you know, what was interesting is when the day that Biden said he was sending weapons to support Ukraine, the next week there were mass shootings, like five of them, one after another. And so if you, if your value is in weapons instead of peace and cooperation, that's going to infect the very fabric of your country. And it, it does. It does affect the, the literal fabric of the society of the United States. Unfortunately, they don't take responsibility for it and they aren't changing their, their behavior around it. And yes, the infrastructure is falling apart. Um, but more I worry about the personal relationships, the, the, the care for each other that, you know, all this propaganda, it, um, it deadens in a way, and it also distorts our feelings. And, um, and by doing that, it allows this propaganda to hook into empathy and compassion and literally be weaponized as a tool for war. And, and that's on purpose. So it's, it's also really disgusting that the people in charge of the United States would use its people in this way to weaponize them as tools for war on another country, on an, on innocent people. And um, I'm a peace activist because there's nothing more horrific than war. And I know China knows that. I know there's many people still alive that suffered so much and China lost so many people. So, yeah, we need to love each other and care for each other. And um, that's what we do our work for. It's for peace and love. And um, people laugh at that. But unfortunately, it's it's not a joke. It's how we all survive. Thank you. Thank you, Jody. Thank you for your work and your organization's work. Thank you for fighting against this fear mongering about China. We really appreciate it here. We heard your message. Your videos have been shared on China's social networks widely. So there are people seeing that and they know the difference between American people and the American government. So thank you so much. I'm looking forward to meet you in person in May in Beijing. Yes, <laughs> the same. I can't wait.